I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. This episode of the podcast is going to focus on an aspect of negotiation that I think is really tricky. This is something that I want you to think about. I'm going to put some ideas in front of you. I'm not going to give you a definitive right answer. I'm not going to tell you what a wrong answer is. But we're going to talk about weak or strong in your negotiation. This is a pretty common topic. People ask me a lot about tactics in negotiation, whether they're weak tactics or strong tactics. And what I want you to think about is... Is this the answer? Is this the question that you really want to ask? Or are you looking for a different answer here? Are you looking for something different than what the question is? Do you want to be weak? Do you want to be strong? And I've mentioned this in a couple of other episodes of the podcast where I've said strength isn't necessarily what we think it is in negotiation. So let's attack this. Let's think about this. And notice I said attack. I think a lot of times when we are thinking about something, whether it's weak or strong, the rhetoric that we use is a real indicator about whether or not we view something as weak or strong. So if I say we're going to attack this problem, that seems to be a strong response. If I say... Well, let's give it a shot here. That's a weak response, right? So what I want you to do is I want you to think about the rhetoric that you use. I want you to think about the way that you approach these ideas. And I'm going to give you three different uh, aspects of a weak negotiator. And I'm going to give you three different aspects of a strong negotiator. And I want you to be willing to address this. I want you to be willing to think this through and really spend some time and dive deep and examine whether or not you are a weak negotiator or a strong negotiator. Are you the type of negotiator that you want to be? Because I also think that there are instances where I do want to be a weak negotiator. There are instances where I do want to be a strong negotiator. So let's get into these three different aspects. I'm going to give you the three aspects or three characteristics of weak negotiators. I'm going to give them to you quickly, and then I'm going to break each one of them down. I want to give them to you quickly so that you're thinking of the overview through the entirety of this discussion. So weak negotiators demand their positions. That means they're inflexible, and they're thinking about the short term, thinking about achieving those positions that they've brought into the negotiation. Weak negotiators react emotionally. 
within the negotiation. And weak negotiators use tactics that would probably be called bullying if they were used elsewhere. So let's break these down a little bit. Weak negotiators demand their positions. That means they're inflexible. When we go into a negotiation, every one of us, whether we prepare or not, goes into the negotiation with positions in mind. If you are buying a car, for example, and I hate this example because it's really simplistic, but I love this example because everybody has some experience with this. Whether or not they've purchased a car, they probably have heard about it or seen it on TV or something. Anyhow, when we go in to purchase a car, there is a position in the window, right? There's a sticker, and it tells you how much the MSRP, or if it's a used car, how much the first offer is. That first offer is a position, right? We go in with an idea about how much we want to spend. That's our position. We go in with an idea about how we're going to do the financing. We go in with an idea about the term of loan or if it's a cash deal, how that's going to work. These are our positions. And they're, they're like little biases that we bring into the negotiation. Weak negotiators are unwilling to move off of those. They're really closed-minded. They're not creative in the potential outcomes. So being closed off, it, it doesn't open us up to the risk. If I've already thought about some of these positions, if I've already given some idea to it, given some preparation to it, then I'm more likely to stick to that if I'm a weak negotiator because I'm self-focused. And I know what I get if we stick to my position. Weak negotiators also react emotionally, and particularly with negative emotion. Anger or fear drive the interaction. And weak negotiators very often will present that anger or fear as an aggressive nature in the negotiation. And a lot of times they evaluate the outcome that they get based on how that outcome makes them feel. So there's that reliance on the emotional content to understand the outcome. As opposed to using a benchmark, using a clear idea about what happened, weak negotiators will let that anger or fear drive the interaction particularly when they feel like the other party has done better than they have. So that's a real key, right? When you see the emotional negotiator, that is a sign of a weak negotiator. The negotiator that is unwilling to think long-term and therefore demands positions and then reacts emotionally when those positions are questioned. Finally, the weak negotiator uses tactics that would be called bullying elsewhere. I really debated about whether to give you this telltale sign of a weak negotiator, 
But I think it's really important. Negotiators that use threats. Negotiators that are demeaning. Negotiators that try to use their position or their power or their resources or their wealth or their idea about their own intelligence to push other parties into the outcomes that those negotiators desire, these are weak negotiators. They try to come off as very strong by using these tactics that are pushy, that are bullying, that are aggressive. But in fact, the reason they do that is because they can't imagine that there are other outcomes out there that may be better. And because of that, because of that fear, because of the, the fear that they may miss out on the specific outcome that they've predetermined, these are weak negotiators. It is an old tactic but it is a tactic that has made a resurgence. Partially, I think, because people have been separated by the pandemic. So this demeaning, threatening, aggressive negotiation style has made a comeback. It is a weak, weak tactic. The strong negotiators look decidedly different. Strong negotiators, and here are the three, are open-minded, long-term thinkers. Strong negotiators acknowledge the emotional content in a negotiation. Strong negotiators use tactics that support a strategy or a mindset of benefit for all. So let's start with open-minded, long-term thinkers. Strong negotiators think that there are more than just one way to get to a solution. Strong negotiators don't think that their solution is the only solution. Strong negotiators think that there are solutions that are out there that they haven't thought of. There are a lot of creative ways that we can get to an outcome. Strong negotiators are willing to consider that there may be a better way than what they've prepared. And strong negotiators want the solutions to work for all involved because over the long run of the relationship, if the solution only works for one negotiator, one party, all the others are going to end up cutting that person out. Strong negotiators acknowledge the emotional content. The emotional content is important. It's not something that you should just gloss over or the worst thing that you can do is invalidate it. You don't want to go into the negotiation and say, 
there's no reason for you to be angry. There's obviously a reason to be angry because the party is angry. What we need to do if we're strong negotiators is understand that it's important, but it should not be a deciding factor in the negotiation. We're going to ask about it. We're going to validate it. And then we're going to move on. It seems like you're really upset here. What happened? Is there something that we can talk about, something we can work through? Because you seem like you're really unhappy right now. And then the other party has the opportunity to say, this is what's bothering me. This is something that needs to be addressed. And then we move on. This is a higher level of emotional intelligence. And we need to be willing to take that step, to make that effort, to understand, to ask, to validate, and then to move on from the emotion. The emotional content is important, but it shouldn't be a deciding factor. And the last aspect of a strong negotiator all of the tactics support a strategy of benefit for all. For all involved, everyone involved needs to get a benefit from the negotiation. We shouldn't be looking for that opportunity to take more out of the pockets of others. If we come to a solution as a strong negotiator where we do really well, but other parties are hurt, a strong negotiator will back off from that and look for a better solution. Look for a solution where everyone gets a benefit. We can't be focused on our own positions. We can't be focused solely on our own gain because that is not a sustainable that is not a sustainable formula for business negotiations today. It's not a sustainable formula for relationship negotiations. We have to be willing to benefit others, and we should not, if we are a strong negotiator, should not accept a subpar deal for anyone. A strong negotiator will go back and revisit the deal to be sure that it's the best deal for everyone involved, even if that puts the deal in jeopardy. We need to be willing to Find the best deal for everyone involved. Another difference that I didn't include in the different threes is perseverance. The strong negotiator will persevere in these tactics much longer than a weak negotiator will. Strong negotiator is willing to put the time and effort in to make sure that the outcome is the right outcome. So what we need to do is make a decision. There are times that the effort is too great and maybe we don't want to be a strong negotiator. There are times when a weak negotiator is one that will just give in to an outcome. And a lot of that it happens at home. Those are the negotiations where a weak negotiator is the right position. If my wife says, I would really like to go to this restaurant for dinner tonight, I'm going to be the weak negotiator and say, ah, okay, whatever you want. 
in our business lives, that's not what we want to be. And I don't want you to equate strong and weak with giving things up. Strong negotiators are willing to give things up to support those three aspects that we just talked about of strong negotiators. Strong negotiators will give things up to make a better deal for all involved. Anybody that tells you differently is probably a weak negotiator. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.